Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Been a lot of interest in the gold country. I want a checking purpose for football all the time. And providing you had a kick up in that quarter, we had a real chance of winning it in that quarter. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. That's great, and your fans will love to. All right, season review for Carlton 2015. Um, Let's make it short. It can't get any worse. Yeah, shithouse comes to mind. Um, <laughs> well, I suppose we could end it there, really. Yeah, we, you could. Uh, well, we won't because otherwise you've wasted your time downloading it. But, uh, yeah, they're 1-9 and nine in 17th, and I think it's fair to say they'd rather be a little bit higher than that. Yeah, um, but at the same time, I didn't expect them to be much higher than this. I did expect them to have more than one win on the board, but... Not, not more, not, not much more. Well, Mick Malthouse at the start of the season did say he couldn't see where they'd lose a game. Uh, apparently, his eyesight was fairly poor. Maybe he just meant I won't be watching. <laughs> Maybe so. Like he's just up in the coaching watch. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He just wasn't wasn't looking at it. Um, that's all we can say, really. Uh, look, it's gone shit. Everyone knows it's gone shit. But you know, the only way is up. Hey. Well, the the good thing is it makes it easy to say what their best win was. Yeah. Well, their best win of the year was in New Zealand. Yeah. So they haven't won in Australia this year. But, um, yeah, the win against St. Kilda, um, I think that was Anzac Day mm. uh, as well. Um, and, look, let's not cloud over it. It was a good win. They it looked was. good. It was spectacular. I bet if they could play all their games in New Zealand, they'd rather do that. Well, at the minute. Um, but, um, look, it's, uh, yeah. What else can you say? I mean, they, they looked good that day. Um, and they needed to. Uh, so <laughs> there's not much else you can say about that, um, really. But, um their worst loss, and there's a lot to choose from. Well, you'd think it'd have to be Collingwood, just because Malthouse coming from Collingwood with Thomas, yep. uh, both of them had a pretty poor day that day. They, they did. Um, it was the, the game where Mick Malthouse broke the coaching record. All eyes were on them. It was one you know, a game that he got to pick um, mm-hmm. who they will play in that round. All eyes on the, on the Carlton team and go and do one for, for the coach, and they turned in... An, absolutely disgraceful effort um there's no other way to say it they were absolutely listless i actually think it would have been better had they all just lined up for the national anthem turned around and brown eyed the coach (laughs) uh it's effectively what they did absolutely um look uh, all we can say is that um when the carton bosses come out and saying that uh, mick mildhouse's job is guaranteed for the rest of the year i think everyone went right okay he's done Uh, how often does that happen though Every time, like yeah. we're right behind him, yeah, because we're about to put the knives in, yeah. But um, time oh, and time again, I I don't understand why the players put in such a piss poor effort on that day, because you're not playing finals. Uh, they already knew that. Yeah. Um, so at least you can earn your spot with the coach. I think it, this is only round five, um, and it really cemented. This is where they lost absolutely all hope. Mm. Um, like they weren't great 
in round one against the Tigers. They had a good first quarter and then fell away. Um, they had moments of, of a decent play in every game. They had moments of adequacy. Yeah. Um, and then by round five, um, it was, no, nah, this is us, we're shit. You know, the memberships are going away. Um, They're yeah. getting microwaved and shit. Um, yeah. But again, this was a chance. They played in front of a very large crowd. Yeah, massive crowd. Um, so it's a finals atmosphere. Everyone should be pumped up and ready to go and fired up. And instead, instead they just decided to bend Malthouse over, fuck him, and not even have the common courtesy to give him a reach around. No. It was uh, it was a very poor effort. One that they hoped to forget, but, you know, we'll keep talking about it. Yeah, well, the only other one that I found worse, uh, you know... Nearly as bad. Of, nearly as bad was GWS. Um, solely because... Coming into the season, they would have thought, all right, we can pencil that one in. Uh, we've, we've got that one on lock. But uh, GWS came out and said, no, you fucking don't, well, and well, just smashed them. Well, I mean, we've been surprised by GWS a little bit this year. Um, yeah, but there's... But at the same time, uh, look, I think they were lucky that GWS couldn't kick straight, um, and it was only a 10-goal loss. They kicked 19-21 at, at Etihad Stadium. Yeah. Um, it's inconceivable that Carlton would have expected to lose that match, let alone lose it by being completely and utterly blown off the field. Look, 10-goal losses to, you know, the Swans or, or Geelong, you can understand, but uh, a 10-goal loss to the Giants at home, yeah, yeah geez, it just feels ugly. To me, that's a difference in hunger, though. Like, GWS, they're not the classiest outfit going around. They're not even the top 10 classy outfits, yeah. but their hunger and desperation and attacking of the loose ball is second to none. That's why I love watching them play. Yeah. And look, um, they also lost to Brisbane in Melbourne. Um, you got a home game against the Brisbane Lions who were winless at that stage, I think. Um, if they weren't winless, they only had one on the board. Yeah, you would have thought, oh, right, here's our chance. You know, Especially that was in round six, the week after the debacle that was um, the Collingwood game. Mm. Um, if you're coming up against the, the other cellar dwellers um, at home, You'd hope you'd be able to show something, but um, you know Brisbane got one of their um, one of their two wins so far for the year that, that day. Well, they haven't had a bad draw either. They've only travelled what three times: uh, one to Sydney, one to um, New Zealand, and uh, one up uh, to Gold Coast. I think. No, not Gold. No, Coast. they haven't um, played Gold Coast yet. Uh, uh, over to. Let's see. They got. Um, they've been to Sydney. They've been West to, Coast. Um, oh, they played over in the West. So, geez, that's... Uh, and once in um, New Zealand, like you said. Which is no home team, so that's not the same as travelling uh, to another team's home ground. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, they <laughs> Sounds funny to say, but the easy part of their draw is done. Because um, they've got games against, uh, you know, Port to come. They've got two against Hawthorne. Um, they've got to play Frio again. Uh, sorry, Frio for the first time. Over there. Uh, over that's, there. That's their other travel. So they've got three, four... Five. They're only they're only travelling for six games of the year. It's been very generous, and yeah. they've been given a and lot of not a lot of nice Friday night games too, which oh, every club it just wants. Fucked us up, isn't it? So, yeah, they've been given a, a very generous draw and decided not to turn up. Not really, to turn up. Yeah, um, the it doesn't bode well for 2016 because um, you know that they're not going to get that generous. You know, the the prime time slots next year. Um, but, okay, what can we find positive for, for Carlton? Um, um, who are their best players so far? The games I've watched, uh, Kerno has yeah. been really very intense. He's I agree. one of the few that I think just hates being beaten by his man. Yeah. Look, I, I think his best game 
Kerno's best game for me was against uh, Geelong. Um, yep, I agree. Uh, where he hassled Joel Selwood and got um, free kicks off Joel Selwood. Uh, that's as rare as hen's teeth. Getting free kicks off Joel Selwood. I believe he outworked Joel Selwood, which he, is very got in rarely for a person to say that. Um, and it was on a day where um, Geelong were thumping him. Mm. Um, I think that was Malthouse's last game, actually. Um, yeah, he was the only bloke with his paycheck. He was working hard as a tagger, and he's done it um, more than once. Um, he's been uh, one of the highlights, I-, I thought. One of the guys that's shown that he wants to play. But he's again, found a role and he's playing it. I did see that match when Selwood uh, had some nice deliveries into the forward 50. Kerno was there swearing a blue thing like, fuck, I let him get that one. Yeah. Other All the other t- players just seemed to be like, uh, oh, well, I'll get no, it next we're time. getting beaten again. Yeah, they sort of dropped their heads, yeah. but Kerno was the guy going, no, I'm not letting this fucking happen. Yeah, he's given a role and he, geez, he wanted to play it. Um, it was funny, in round one uh, against the Tigers, we went and saw that game. We were sitting on the fence. Mm. Jeez, um, who was it? Cade Simpson swearing his head off at Kerno. <laughs> um, so it looks like uh, it might have been you know midway through um, rounds four or five or something like that where they've given him those kind of roles. Um, and he's uh, taken to it you know, like a man that's playing for his career, and maybe he was. Um, the other... Um, in the top three players I've got for Carlton so far was Mark Murphy. Yeah, I had him too. Um, look, a lot of people have said that he wasn't, uh, he's not the best captain, but um, I disagree. I think he's a fantastic player. He's one of their, you know, three number one draft picks that they've got running around. Um, the best out of that lot. I think he gets a lot of the ball and he uses it well. Do you, he's their future. Yeah. He's probably one of the only guys who's safe from trade at the end of the year. Yeah, and, and they've come out and said that, you know, even though, I'm sick of Carlton Board coming out and saying somebody's safe. Um, I think he, he is one of those people that leads by example. Mm. Um, look, he's hard at it. He's averaging 26 touches, which is the best at the club. Um, in a team that's playing diabolical, um, at least he's doing something. Um, and he's only missed one game so far for the year, so he's still got that um, uh, reliability um, in, in his body. Um Looked at, uh, running at 82% disposal efficiency. That's not bad. When you're the number one disposal getter and your disposal efficiency is above 80%, that's pretty damn good. Well, yeah, especially because the blokes kicking to are more likely to drop yeah, it than anything else. It, yeah. Um, and they'll fuck your stats up. <laughs> um, who else you got in the top three players for him? I actually have a mind Doherty. Doherty, yep. Um, the ball's been down the back fairly regularly. And uh, he hasn't done too bad. He's shown some run. Uh, he's still averaging over 20 touches this year, too. Well, I think that about 20 a game are coming from, hit, from kicking out. So, fair play there. But, no, in seriousness, he's one of those guys that's provided them a bit of run and a bit of rebound. Unfortunately, a lot of the rebounding has been under pressure, and yeah. it's breaking down at midfield. Uh, it comes to the wing, and all of a sudden, it's coming straight back at him. Look, it's easy to say it's his best season so far, because really, last year was his only... Um, proper season with a, with um, uh, Carlton but um, yeah I, I think again he's another one that is untradeable at the minute you've got to have some of those youngsters come through he's still learning the game um, he, he's been impressive I think especially though because he's a backman because yeah. finding a good forward is easy you just see you're kicking goals yeah. finding a good backman is so much harder because they need to be athletic they need to read the game they need to be able to be physical against their opponent, be able to outrun their opponent, outthink their opponent. Yep. So hard to find a good one because a lot of it's on instinct. Yeah, and like you say, when the ball's been down there so often. Yeah. Um, It'd be easy to just go, fuck it, I'll let him kick 10. Look, 
the other player I had in their top three was um, Patrick Cripps, um, who's really been a, a bright light. I think he's had a he got a what do you call it Norwich? It's not Norwich Rising Star anymore. What's just a Rising Star? Nab Rising Star. That's right. Um, but anyway, he got a Rising Star nod for the their one and only win, I think, um, in. Um, uh, New Zealand against St Kilda. Actually, we better say that again. Nab rising star because uh, my home loan's actually with Nab. So, if uh, if I can sell out and get them to knock off a percent point, uh, yeah, totally, we'll do that, mate. If they give us ten bucks, I'm happy. <laughs> That'll do. Um, look, he's uh, the the new mould of midfielder, like they say, because he's um, six foot one and um, he's got a large uh, frame about him, so he can take the knocks and, and run on. A point guard midfielder. A po- yeah, the Magic Johnson of point guards. Well, not quite. <laughs> Um, but look, he's um, uh, been a bright light for him and, and something that uh, he hasn't been jaded by the, the tanking years um, at Carlton when they didn't tank. Um, so he's, he is the new breed um, that they want to come through. Um, I think he's been pretty impressive. Um, look, they've had some others that have shown moments of um, adequacy. Um, Tom Bell is good when he's not thinking. Um, if he's playing on instinct, he's not going to be the next um, Kudafidis like so many people want him to be. And, and you know, resemblances um, might have um, led them down that path. Andreas Everett hasn't been shocking. And I actually had him as one of my surprises this year. Oh, you had him? Um, yeah. Just because at, uh, you know, in his previous seasons, he's been okay. Yeah. Um, but he's been consistently okay yeah. with Carlton. Um, okay has been his high point in, in his career. Mm. But now he's bobbing up and having highlights. Whereas previously it was like his highlight was, oh, I didn't trip over the banner. Yeah. Um, now it's like, oh, that was pretty good. And he when, had a good play. When you're at your third club, you know, there's not many mm. people that play for four clubs. Um, not many clubs, people that play for four clubs without having a premiership or, you know, a, a season where they scored at least some brand yeah. low votes. Third club is the last roll of the dice. So he needed to, to do something to justify his place in, in, in the team. Um, look, he's not setting the world on fire, but he's not disgracing himself either. No, I, I think he's doing all right. But um, all right, we'll talk about the, the bottom three then. Uh, where, where to start? Well, I actually start with the player that pisses me off the most is Casbol. <laughs> Just because his contested mark... I love watching it. It's fantastic. And a lot of his marks are contested because every motherfucker's around him. Yep. But he pulls them down and then all of a sudden he goes to kick the fucking ball and he makes Travis Cloak look like a fucking surgeon. He's the only person that can make Travis Cloak look reliable. Um, all I can say is that it, it looked like it started to come together last week. Um, it's been a long time before it started to look together, but he, he's had one game um, where it looked like he could kick straight on the set shot. Still a couple on the run that ended up out of bounds on the full um, against Adelaide, but at least there's a few set shots. But when he connects, it's a booming kick, but it's just unbelievable that you can be in the AFL at this stage (laughs) and be that bad at kicking. Honestly, I would actually prefer to see him playing off the halfback line as an intercept mark. Yeah. Just because he is such a fantastic mark. Uh, I know North did that with Lockie Henderson. Uh, moved him back as an intercept. Yep. And he's rediscovered his career there. I don't know if he's mobile enough. No. He, he, he likes it when the ball's kicked to him. Yeah, he, he is fairly mobile for a guy his size. Yeah. Um, and let's face it, if you're at Carlton, what the fuck you got to lose? Uh, and that's where the ball's going to be anyway. Look, I think there's upside to him. Um, he's had, um, you know, he's been working on his kicking a lot. And 
it, it looked like it started to come together last week. Yeah. I mean, his year. Sorry, I say it's the he's one of the worst because he can be so much better. He's doing yeah. the hard work brilliantly. It's just that little fucking polish. I mean, he got dropped um, earlier in in the um, year because of his kicking um, after the, the St Kilda game, I think. Um, it, that's not a good sign. But look, I mean, he's kicked 12 goals, 7 for the year. All I can say is it's lucky it doesn't include out-of-bounds on the full there because <laughs> I reckon that would be the leading out of those three uh, statistics. I mean, in his defence, at least he's getting a kick. Yeah. Um, and he's earning his ball. Uh, there's not many people that can't can say the same. But uh, if we move on, the next worst, uh, which is probably worse again to me, is Thomas. <sighs> uh, uh, Daisy. I mean, he's had his injury troubles, but geez, mate, when you're on the big coin, he got injured in the first five seconds of the year. Yeah. Or, or something like that, when Delidio bumped into him. or No, he got bumped in by Delidio and then something else happened and he got injured. I think it was the first... Yeah, first minute or two. It was very early on. He was the first. He was the quickest ever sub, uh, I think, in, in a season. Mm. Um, so he's only played in five games. He's on massive coin. Um, Did you hope the the Carlton lawyers managed to organise most of it being performance bonuses? <laughs> I, geez, I hope so. But it, uh, I hope his retainer is only about ten bucks a week. Yeah, I, I mean, he's out injured at the minute, um, and we don't know how many games he's going to play for the rest of the year. Um, but I mean, it's it's been since he's um, been at Carlton that he's in one week out the other. I mean, played twenty last year, which isn't a bad effort. But geez, mate, I mean, when you're the big prize recruit and um, and your yeah, sugar daddy's gone now, yes, yes, poor old uh, Mix um, Mix gone, and and you know the game against Sydney um, after Mick Malthouse was um, sacked, it looked like he was trying to get reported like he didn't want to be there, mm. um, which is um, pretty disappointing, really. Um, but, uh, look, um, when you're part of the reason that Eddie Betts had to leave as well, um, <laughs> which I don't care if it is a direct thing or not, it's certainly the perception from the outside. It's it's hard to justify. Did you think Eddie Betts will send him a thank you card? <laughs> I reckon. Um, look, uh, on the other bottom three I've got is um, poor old Robbie Warnock. Um, who, who again was at his second club um, Cameron Woods um, done mm, I wouldn't say he's done well but at least he's played every game um, and the problem with Robbie Warnock has always been um, reliability um, he's at his second yeah. club and he's I think just today or yesterday they've announced that um, his season's finished with um, a shoulder injury or, or something like that look it's going to be hard to justify his place on the list come the end of the year yeah I mean and they have had some pretty rough run with injury. I mean, the, the biggest one, obviously, is losing their champion, Superstar Judd. Yeah, which um, is this week against Adelaide. Which, look, he, he's going to cost them 10,000 uh, bums in seats every match just because you know Carlton are going to get smashed from here on to the end of the year, but at least you could go there and say, I saw Judd in his last yeah. season. Now, you know, you can't. So no one's going to say, I saw Dale Thomas in his last season. <laughs> no, n- not, uh, not for Collingwood. Look, I think it was it was the right move to get Juddy across. I mean, they lost. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, Josh Kennedy um, because of it, um, but so be it. You know, you, you got a Brownlow medal out of him. You got somebody that was um, an absolute professional. You've got an elite player. And you, there's only a handful of those in a generation. There's only a handful that have played the game 
that are as good as him. Mm. Like you, know, you can argue all you like about who's the greatest player ever, um, but Judd's in that discussion, and that says something. Just being mm. in that discussion, mm. and that's at a time when you've got Gary Ablett Jr. running around, who's yeah, yeah, also yeah. in the discussion. Yeah, um, you could put those two in any midfield in any era. Yeah, and would they be superstars? Yeah, of course it would. And the thing about Judd was he only played midfield. He mm. was midfield from day one. Um, but oh, look, the only positive out of the Judd thing I can get um, this year is when he went down, Mark Murphy stood up. Yeah. Um, the last few weeks um, since Malthouse got sacked, the Carlton players have actually tried. Um, it's, it's looked like um, that they've been told, that, well, it's been public that they're going to look to the trade table come the end of the year. Um, if you still want to be here and guarantee that you're an AFL footballer, you need to show something. Yeah, if you're another team, though, how many of those players are you honestly going to look at? Well, you, you're going to try and pick them apart because you know you're going to get good value. Um, you, you're not going to have to pay top dollar for them. No. Um, so you're going to see, like, what can we get? You might get a, a bargain. Well, especially if you're, you're only trading, like, a, a second-round draft pick or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't or, or see any pick- of their cast-off players worth a of- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. First round pick. Well, you never know, though. I mean, look at last year. Um, Hawthorne got uh, Matt Spanger for nothing. Mm. And he plays in a premiership. He, he's in the best 22 in the best team for the year. Um, and they got him for nothing. So He's, he's running around the VFL now, I think. Uh, he's just come back from injury. Um, yeah. I reckon after the break, he might just um, yeah, get back in the senior side. Um, but So you can grab these players that are cast-offs and, and, and turn them into something. Mm. Um, so there's going to be teams looking at the Carlton list from top to bottom and seeing where they can pick out a bargain, um, which isn't a bad thing for the Carlton players because now they've got to play and say, you know what, I can actually do something. In a, in a good team, I can be a, you know, a part of a winning team. I'll tell you what, a player they could use is a bloke like Podsy Adley. Maybe Podsy Adley two years ago. Yeah. I but mean, uh, someone who, like they've had Judd there and there's no one more professional. Yeah. But there's no, like he's not one of those blokes that'll grab someone in the change rooms and hold up against the wall and say, don't fuck up my club. Yeah. Um, he might grab a president and say, sack this bloke, <laughs> allegedly. Or, or he might just see Brendan Favola fucking around and decide he wants to be somewhere else. But I I think they just need that mongrel, uh, that bloke who bleeds for the club and says, you will not fuck this up for me. And maybe somebody that's vocal too, because, I mean, that they don't have that vocal player at Carlton. Um, yeah, by vocal, I mean you know on the ground as well as you know in, in the media and all that kind of stuff. Um, somebody who I, I'd like to see would be um, somebody like a Zach Tui. You know, Actually, he has shown a bit of mongrel about him. The, the dashing Irishman. I know he could mm. be their Conor McGregor. 
Well, he's got the beard. He's got the beard. He's got the Irish heritage. Why not? Yeah, let him go trash talking. Um, I, I want to see a microphone put in front of him. See what he can do. <laughs> Unless he's got the thick brogue, where he's like, I should have him. Even better. You know? Yeah, he's a fucking big lad, isn't he? Yeah, fucking hell. I need to subtitle that shit. Good on him. But look, I think that's... Show you something. I mean, it's easy to say where Carlton should improve because there's so many fucking areas. But uh, firstly, it's going to be recruiting. They're going to have to get rid of quite a few players. Oh, they've already said they're going to look to the trade table. Mm. So, okay, going through the Carlton list, who is untouchable? Um, well, the guys we talked about, um, Kerno, Doherty, Murphy. I'd probably put Yaron untouchable as well. No. Oh, that's. I agree with your first three. I reckon Yaron is one that they're going to look uh, seriously at because they've waited so long for him to, to do something. Um, yeah, look, they might, if, if the right thing comes along, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Look, I think um, uh, Kerno, Doherty, Murphy, like you said. Cade Simpson, um, he wasn't there for the first couple of rounds, but he's mm. still shown something. And probably Tui as well. I wouldn't get rid of him just no, because I, he's I like showing Tui. some. Yeah, and geez, he's got some pace on him and he's got a massive leg. And while I do rate Gibbs, I think he could be one they look to trade because they'd get a lot for him. Yeah, he is so the, highly rated. Well, he's their reigning best and fairest. Mm. Got a new contract and all of a sudden he's disappeared a little bit. Um, where is he on there? So he's played eight games this year and he's averaging, averaging just on 21 possessions. You'd hope for a little bit more out of somebody that was, you know, like we say, a number one draft pick and, and all that. And Mark Murphy's smashing him in every category. But yeah, uh, yeah. So let's say you do trade Bryce Gibbs. You're going to be asking a fair bit and it wouldn't be just picks. It'd be picks and a player and well, a, a decent player. Well, keep it simple. Would Being another club, would you give up a first round draft pick for a Bryce Gibbs? I think certain clubs would. Yeah, if you're in that, you know, that mid-range, you know, like a, a Richmond or a Crows, even you. Oh, well, he's South Australian too, isn't he? Um, you might consider it. I don't know the Crows would because their midfield is pretty damn good. You can never have enough, uh, too no, many elite midfielders. This is very, very true. I, I would say if Dangerfield does go to Geelong, oh, it's um, a lay down. Yeah, you, you take him. You grab him. Um, Look. I, I think some of those clubs would give up a first-round draft pick for um, for him. Uh, clubs like St Kilda won't because their mm-hmm. first-round draft pick is going to be you know top five yeah. and they're going to want to pick someone up with it. Um, yeah, but those clubs the, that are around that mark, they might. Yeah, even someone like maybe Western Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, Libertore is still to come back, but Next year, who yeah. say what happens with him? And then Bontepelli's great talent, but he's dropped off this year. Uh, he's dropped off in the last couple of weeks, but he was a world beater in the first few. Yeah. Um, so, you know, adding a bit more uh, experience and a little bit of class to the midfield certainly won't hurt them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there would be interest in him. Look, um, the the only other untouchables I've got down are um, Menzel. Um, yeah, yeah, he's been good. Yeah, he's been great um, in, in patches. Um, Buckley, because the same, he's been great in patches um, mm. when he gets out there. And <sighs> Matty Cruiser, only because you've put him through seven knee reconstructions and fuck knows what else. Mm. You, geez, you want to be there for when he does come good because he is a good player. He just so injury prone, poor bastard. But I think there'll be a few players who they put on trade bait who know, everyone will say, you fucking shit me, aren't you? Yeah. You, you might uh, not get anything for them, but look, um, what you've got now isn't good enough. So. Yeah. Uh, th- there will be some conversation where you're like, look, I'd rather go in with a 40-man squad uh, than pay you a dollar to be here. Yeah, I, I'd rather have, you know, um, sign you off on the list and pick up somebody in the rookie draft, mm. you know, see what happens. Or even in the free agent 
draft because there'll be yeah. a few around. Uh, and, you know, just cull it back, have money to burn. Yeah. Uh, save up a bit of dosh. Well, have still, a war fund. Well, you still got to pay the, the full salary cap or near enough to it. But you can, you know, front load some contracts and that kind of mm. stuff and make room for, for you later on. Look, they're not going to play finals next year and probably no. not even the year after. No. So, so they're looking at draft picks for those years too. I'd say so. Uh, and there will be a few players who are probably going to be unlucky, um, who if the season went better, maybe they would be kept. But that's that's the way it goes, unfortunately. Team sport. Yeah. And look, you know, they're not going to be satisfied with just one pick in the top 20 in, in next year's not. draft or the year after. So they're going to, you know, they might trade two players out for a pick 16, for example, or mm. something like that. Um, yeah. It's going to be hard to get those picks off other people with the list they've got. Yeah, and the thing is they've got 10 players who have talent and are good in one or two games. Yeah. But That's they're all many. different games. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, here's where we usually talk about the pressure on the coach, but since he's already been sacked, um, the, the only... Uh, well, whoever the next coach is has zero pressure for the next couple of years. Right, we'll talk about pressure on the CEO then. Yeah. <laughs> Just because the knives are out for him too. Oh, yeah, but he's tricky. He's used to that. Well, yeah, but uh, you can only blame a coach so many times. Yeah. Uh, and it sort of shows that one of the replacements they were talking about was Ratten. Yeah. <laughs> you think he wants to get back in there? Yeah, I think he might be. Well, if he's that desperate to sit in the big chair and if he's you know homesick for the club where he made himself famous but honestly uh, they could do worse at least you know he's in it for the team look if you take the Carlton job you know that there are no expectations for the first year and a bit probably for the first two years I'll give you clean in the first two years you might win five games not in a year together (laughs) they might win five games um, and that'll be the expectation. The good thing is you've got um, one of the best in the business in Stephen Silvani um, managing their list. Yes. Um, who set up the GWS list, and look what they're doing right now. So he, he knows how to spot talent. He knows how to organize it. Honestly, I'd love to see him coaching. That's the only problem, isn't it? <laughs> he might be the best one for the for the job. Just because he cares about the Guernsey. Um, yeah, but you don't want to be too sentimental. And I don't, I don't think that's where they went wrong with Ratton is they went sentimental. Yeah, but um, I, I'd, I'd say Silvani's probably a more cerebral football than Ratton was. Uh, Ratton, while highly skilled, um, seemed to be a lot more instinctive. Look, they got a little bit ahead of themselves when they got rid of him too. I think so. I think they thought they were a premiership contender. Yep. Uh, but they were just a pretender. Absolutely. Um, so, if you got any clue... Who will take the job? Because all I've seen so far is people come out and say, not, not me, not me. Well, honestly, I thought um, I thought Laidley might be a guy who put his hand up for it, but in the end he sort of backed away from it. Well, I mean, he had the North Melbourne job five years ago. I'm saying five yeah. years. And he walked away from that job. He wasn't fired. He walked away. Yeah. I think, like he'd had enough. I think it was one of those ones, you, you jump or you get pushed kind of thing. Um, it seemed like... Uh, he and the North Melbourne board just fell out of love with each other. Yeah. And both of them wanted to move on? Maybe it was. I, I, to, to me, um, it looked like he just um, didn't like the, the struggles of a club, um, of being an AFL coach yeah. for a club that was always on the brink of collapse. Yeah. And they're not at, on the brink of collapse anymore, but, I mean, Carlton have their own off-field issues and 
dwindling memberships and dwindling attendances. And yeah, but their dwindling is kind of North Melbourne's peak yeah, just in about. terms of membership and budget. Well, the, no, the North are well ahead of Carlton in membership at the minute, but um, anyway. North of 40,000. What's look, Carlton membership? Not, I don't know if it's a North of 30. Really? I don't think so. Fuck me. Um, are we talking about memberships kept or memberships bought? Because I think there was quite a bit of return to sender going on there. All of the above. Look, I'll look it up. Um, all I can say is another good sign is that um, John Barker, who stepped in as interim coach, has actually said he's happy to be there. Um, well, I think he's the only bloke to say that so far because a lot of names exactly. have floated. Um, I think everyone except Farlap had uh, a story written about them talking about next year. Um, but yeah, who's going around? Who's free at the moment? Well, I mean, the easiest thing to do is to look at um, assistant coaches. So um, you've got Stewie Jew over in um, Sydney, but you know who knows if he wants to, lo- to move. He's probably very happy where he is. Um, you've got Brendan Bolden down at Hawthorne, um, who, to be honest, I think he might be a great assistant coach. Yeah, and the, there's a few going around that are great assistant coach. Mark Harvey's being the most famous one. Yeah. Um, Bomber Thompson's still a name that gets thrown in every time, but I, I can't see him doing it. No, and uh, I think he's already come out and said he's, he's not interested. Mm. Um, there you go, I was wrong. Carlton have actually got 45, 000, uh, 46,000 members. Um, but, I mean, while they... many of them still have their cards? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, but, I mean, this is one of the you know, the, the former powerhouse four uh, of Melbourne clubs with um, Collingwood and Richmond and Essendon. Um, right now, they're sitting, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth. Um, memberships. Yeah, just a, ninth in membership, just above Geelong. Um, so Essendon, um, Richmond, Hawthorne, Collingwood, all well above them. Like, um, you know, uh, the best part of 30,000 above them in, in some cases. Yeah, even Essendon are above them, which... Uh the last couple of seasons they've had yeah they've, and that's kind of the different approach Essendon have had the most fucked up off season for the last two seasons yep and the membership has actually stayed strong because they've marketed it they've spun it well uh, it, they've turned it into the us versus them yeah which honestly makes no sense to me because it was they fucked their own players over well, but anyway that's, whatever I don't think anyone wants I to I think hear that maybe that's the, one of the few joys that Carlton can take is um, at least Essendon is still suffering too <laughs> maybe maybe so but um, look, I just I don't know that there's many coaches that would want the Carlton gig. Um, you, you, yeah, you're certainly not going to be leaving. Like they're not going to entice um, uh, somebody who's already a head coach. Like mm. um, I was trying to think, somebody mentioned that uh, it might have been Jeff Kennett actually <laughs> mentioned that they should throw two million dollars at Alistair Clarkson. It's not going to work. Can throw um, the money you wanted him. I don't think that would be a good option. No, he's um, you're not going to leave Carl, uh, to go to Carlton to see. You know what? This is a great opportunity. Like Ross Lyon isn't going to go to Carlton. No. Um, so you're going to get um, somebody's on the scrap heap, somebody who's just come back into it, or an assistant. Um, so which means an untried coach. Well, their best option is going to be an assistant, uh, in my opinion, just because they need someone who has sort of got a clean slate, yep. uh, ready to go and hungry. Uh, who's been around the traps. Yeah. Um, you know, three or four years um, at a successful club. Yes. Uh, a coach who's already been sacked, I don't think it's worth happening because he's looking for redemption. Yeah. And 
the way Carlton is, that's just not going to happen. Look, Westfold would have been a good pickup, um, but he's already said he's not interested yet. Um, sorry, he's not interested. Um, look, it's John Barker might be your best choice, just because he wants it. Yeah, and look, that's that's half of it. You don't want a bloke you've got to convince. Um, it, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like uh, picking up a girlfriend. If you've got to convince the shit out of her, you're going to be their <laughs> bitch for a long time. Yeah. And it's the same if you just you're begging some bloke to take the job. Is he going to care? I mean, that's what St Kilda did with Malcolm Blight. Remember, they went up there and they had to convince him to come coach, and they sacked him. You know, halfway through the first yeah, season, he came down and said, "All right, I'm sacking these blokes." And they said, "You what now?" Yeah. Um, look, uh, it's it's a tough gig. Um, look, what about somebody like um, Maddie Maddie Knights or? Um, uh, Gary Ayres out of the VFL. Well, Gary Ayres yeah. has had quite a bit of success in the VFL. He um, has, but he's been out of the AFL system for 10 years. True. Matty Knights, though, has been in the VFL, but he's also been around Geelong. Mm. He's been successful. Look, there's there's blokes who, well, hopefully, spend a lot more time thinking about this than us. Um, unfortunately, they're on the Carlton board, so they're probably coming up with a pretty piss-poor decision. Uh, it's um, it's a shame that they can't just give the old um, paper bag under the table and get what they want, <laughs> such as the Carlton way. Well, it, well, Judd's Vizzy contract's up for renewal. Yeah. Well, see, that's somebody that um, Judd is the last person who will ever have the you conceivably walk into um, a coaching job without doing an apprenticeship. Yeah, the thing is, wouldn't be at Carlton. No, I mean he could. You could sell that. Yeah, but he wouldn't. Um, and I don't think he'll ever coach. I think he's more likely to be um, commissioner of the AFL than he is a head coach. Or in media. Uh, his... I, I, I can't see him doing media. I, I just don't think he's, he's that kind of person. He, he'll make millions of dollars in business. Yeah. Or, you know, he'll, he'll run empires. Well, I could see him doing some media, um, not as the, a boundary line interview reporter yeah. kind of thing, but more a, a Gary Lyon style. But uh... again, that's just what I see. No, I don't think he's got the personality for it. But, I mean, he's more, I see somebody like David King. Because um, the way Judd understands the game, whenever, he doesn't speak that often. But when he does, you go, yep, he knows exactly what's going on. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I can see him running businesses, not teams. Um, but anyway, uh, back to Carlton. Have they got danger games for the rest of the year? Every single one. Like, um, yeah, see, I mean, there's no expectations on them. But, I mean, they, they haven't played Gold Coast yet. And Gold Coast are having their own troubles. Um, that's that's the only chance I see of, of them being a favourite for a win um, for the rest of the year. Well, they've got the return match against GWS as well uh, in round 22. Well, show something in that game. Yeah, I mean, you got flogged and just outclassed in the first time. It'll be interesting to see, because end of the season, uh, all players up for trade. Yeah. Which players are still stung by that loss? Yeah. Uh, and if you're not, fuck off. Yeah. And which players have already been told, mate, this is it, you're done? Yeah, in which case, you're playing for your career at another club yeah. or you're just wanting to go out with a win. So, yeah, uh, they'll need to show something in those games. At and least remembering what the club song sounds like. Yeah, because it might be a long time between the, the, the next time that they hear it. Well, their final matches against Hawthorne, they will get flogged. Um, we often see uh, top teams drop the last match or two just because they know they're in the finals they're they resting. want to play finals uh, don't want injuries this will not happen against Carlton that, and Hawthorne I mean that's their only hope that Hawthorne are comfortable inside the top four but unfortunately Hawks are six and four at the minute and not you know eight and two like they would like to be 
So it might be that they need to win that one. Even if they're three games clear, though, Hawthorne in cruise mode will still kill Carlton yeah. in aggression mode. Look, um, they've got, like we said, they're hosting Gold Coast. In, it might be the only game that they start as favourite for the rest of the year. They need to win that one just to show... Like The players need to win it for their own careers. Never mind the team. That, that's gone. Um, but they, they need to do it for themselves to show that they can still play and either keep their contract or get a new one with a different club because otherwise they're playing VFL. At best. At, at best. Um, they're sitting 17th at the minute. Um, where do you see them finishing? 18th. i got them stone motherless as well. Yeah, sad to say, but I honestly I think uh, the only team that will challenge for the spoon will be uh, Gold, Gold Coast, Coast, and I think they've got a bit more up. Um, See, that's why I've put um, Gold Coast will finish above them because at least they've got Ablett to come back. Mm. I mean, they've got horror injuries um, like no others. Um, but if Ablett comes back, that team just looks different. Mm. Um, and they might squeeze two wins out of the rest of the year, even if they lose to Carlton. Um, They'll pick up a, maybe a win or two that you don't expect them to. Yeah. There's a potential for that. With Carlton, they're never going to beat Hawthorne. Um, and they've got to play Hawthorne twice, yeah. which is going to do real damage to their already pathetic percentage. And they've got Frio and Hawthorne, then North, then Collingwood. They'll lose that four in a row by <laughs> a lot. And I, I'm never one to back North in at the best of times because they can show up pretty fucking ordinary. <laughs> but if they don't smash Carlton by 10 goals, I'll be shocked. Look, Saturday night at Etihad Stadium in round 18, would you go to that game? Yes, because it'll be the game that Jared Wade actually kicks a bag full oh, yeah. because he's a flat-track bully. He might he might kick 10. He might do. Say, and, yeah, see, I showed you. And then he'll do fuck all for the rest of his career, he, but that game will be his best. I mean, the only hope for Jared Wade is that he actually um, justifies his spot leading up to that game because that's a long way away. Well, yeah, because you know, you've got Curry sitting back, Doing waiting, football. getting in, and then Magic Doors leading the VFL. I don't know if he'll play AFL, but you know, what more can do? Anyway, anyway um, <laughs> you'd bring him back for that game, surely. I tell you what, uh, Carlton fans, um, if you're not watching the footy, at least try and see some TAC under-18s um, so you know who you're going to draft because we think you might have the number one pick. And I t- Actually, if you could just write into your board and tell them who to draft, um, that might be good. Probably use uh, short words, though. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, you know, maybe start looking at who's going to be on your board next time you you get your membership votes in. Actually, one of the interesting games will be against Collingwood round nineteen. Because uh, remember, last time Carlton got the flag, Joffa was famous for waving around a wooden spoon. Uh, sorry, last time Carlton got the spoon, yeah, uh, Joffa turned up with one. I, I reckon he might turn up with another one. I dare say he won't be alone in there. And uh, I'll tell you what, we might even be able to make one that he can take. <laughs> we could try that. All but right. uh, anyway. Carlton, look forward to the uh, 2015 draft. That's all you've got. Yeah, and look, there, there's plenty of upside. No, it's not. Well, f- they're not merging. They're not merging, maybe. That's the upside. All right, cheers. Good luck. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, 
wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.